You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everybody, and welcome to CounterTalks. I'm Pat Flannery. Today we spoke with Mike Owen. He is a product manager for Power Tools from Milwaukee Tool Canada. I wanted to ask Mike about uh, some of the new possibilities with lithium battery technology. Um, We're seeing a lot of companies come out with uh, uh, more and more powerful applications uh, for cordless battery technology. Um, We're getting up into breakers and uh, excavators and loaders and, and things that in the past I think we would have considered to be uh, requiring more power than uh, batteries could feasibly deliver. Um, that's obviously changing. I wanted to ask Mike a few questions about why that is and uh, just what lies behind these new abilities and, and what the benefits and drawbacks are. So uh, Mike was a, 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 had lots of great information. We touched on the difference between lithium batteries and the old NICAD, tech, NICAD technology, not that uh, there's much of that around anymore. Uh, we talked about uh, the things that influence battery life, uh, job site charging, um, care and maintenance of uh, battery-operated technology, uh, got into cold weather concerns, um, what uh, some of the new capabilities are there. Um, just a generally informative uh, look at uh, where, where this sort of cordless technology comes from uh, and uh, how it might be applied to uh, some of your customers' uh, needs. So uh, with that, uh, please uh, enjoy my conversation with Michael Owen from Milwaukee Tool Canada. Okay, I'm here with Mike Owen. He is a product manager for Power Tools for Milwaukee Tour Canada, uh, Milwaukee Tool Canada. Let's say that right. How are you doing, Mike? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, Mike, it's great to have you here. Um, I, I have been you know, going around uh, uh, the rental shows back when we were uh, actually able to do that uh, and uh, always really interested to see a lot of the new capabilities on the, on the lithium tools. Uh, I, I think that technology is, has just come so far, uh, so fast. And uh, I, I know you know a lot about this being involved with Milwaukee as you are. So I wanted to have you on here today just to Try to take a deeper dive into, you know, maybe let our readers know why that is and, and give some tips and tricks. So um, let, let's start. Let's start with you, Michael. What uh, uh, what's your background? Tell us a bit about yourself. All right. So I've been with uh, with Milwaukee for about five or six years now. I'm doing product management management for their, um, probably the majority of that time, um, definitely over the last four years or so. Um, you know, it's it's more relevant now uh, in terms of my you know, experience. I I did uh, landscape construction for a while. So this whole line of uh, MX fuel uh, power tools or light equipment system that's come out kind of speaks pretty true to me because it's stuff that I have uh, legitimate experience with. So it's uh, it's it's crazy to see how far we've come with uh, you know lithium technology and, and really what we're able to do um, off a battery system because I know most people can't even imagine that you know it's it's possible these days. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy where we are right now. Yeah, I I, I agree. I uh, I've, I've been surprised at how good it could. I, I guess to to start us into understanding why these new capabilities are emerging, why don't you tell us a bit about um, um, 
lithium battery technology itself, what makes it different from the, the older battery technologies that we might have seen in the past? So we've, um, Milwaukee basically got rid of, we stopped producing NICAD batteries back in 2008. Um, and the reason why it's, you know, it, it had a shelf life. Um, the power starts to fade as you, you know, drain a charge on a battery. Um, it doesn't perform very well in cold weather. Um, there wasn't as much power uh, that's produced out of a NICAD battery as you can get from lithium. So these are all things that, um, you know, that we understood um, a long time ago. We made the switch um, pretty cut and dry to, to stop basically all NICAD production. And we went, you know, pretty heavy into lithium ion from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from, from that point on, it's really just understanding, um, you know, what, you, what kind of power you can get out of a lithium battery pack. Uh, you know, it's fade-free power. Um, it doesn't have uh, nearly as long as, or it has a significantly longer shelf life compared to NICAD. You know, it doesn't die on the shelf if you don't use it for a long period of time. If you stick the battery on a charger, uh, it doesn't kill the charge in a battery. Um, you know, so those, you know, kind of fundamental components really made the decision for us uh, an easy one to switch over to, to lithium. And I know um, almost every other manufacturer is doing the same right now as well. Um, the biggest thing that we started to learn, you know, for the past you know decade and a half, um, is really, um, you know, battery management. And you can really tell when you look back at, you know, other hand tools, our power tools that we have, especially our, on our M18 system, as you start to, um, really understand what makes a battery perform better. It's that's how we've really been able to, to maximize the performance that we're getting out of battery pack and, you know, extend the runtime and the amount of power and things like that. Um, we found that probably the biggest, um, biggest problem with batteries is heat generation. So the biggest thing is, you know, you're trying to transfer as much power out of the battery and into the tool, you know, in some cases as quickly as you possibly can for an extended period of time. Um, and as you do that, you get a lot of heat buildup. Um, so one of the biggest things, if you can pull that heat away from the battery and away from the tool, um, not only are you going to be able to extend the entire life of that tool, um, but it's not going to cause thermal overloads or things like that in a short period of time. So being able to really pull heat away from the battery packs um, is what makes them perform significantly better. And that's, that's probably the biggest um, driver that we've seen um, kind of over the last decade and a half or so with lithium batteries. Mike, I'm picking up some clicking. Uh, are, are you typing there? No, I'm not. That's funny. I'm okay. That, that must be, I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, well, we'll just have to, uh, let's go that. Listen, I, I take your point about the heat. Um, that, that, that's interesting because I just figured out why my, uh, lithium lawnmower, uh, was, uh, dying all the time. Um, I, I've got, um, my, my wife started fertilizing the grass and it started coming in really, uh, thick, right? Like way, like we have all these trees, right? So the grass used to be kind of, kind of sparse. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. And, and so we, we started fertilizing and overseeding it. And so now it's growing really dense and thick. Right. And, and so the lithium mower that used to work fine on it is, um, uh, started like it would go. And then before the battery was even dead, obviously it would, you know, it would bog down and it would cut out. And, 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 I was like, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, it's getting overloaded. And I started pulling it. So I'm pulling the fuse out because I, I have to reset it and, and put it back in. And, um, and it's hot, right? So mm-hmm. I realized what was happening was it was trying to suck so much uh, uh, juice from the battery that it was overheating the fuse and causing it to trip out, right? 
So, so, you know, I could get it started again by blowing on the fuse and putting it in the fridge. But actually this weekend I ran out and bought a hundred dollar gas mower just because I, you know, my grass is obviously overwhelming this thing, but that, that's the problem, right? Is, is, is like you say, getting the heat, like, like somehow controlling that heat that the, that the battery produces. That's, that's absolutely probably one of the biggest points, uh, when it comes to, um, especially the battery component, um, of any sort of power tool or, or light equipment system like that. Kind of the, one of the other um, really important pieces as well is the electronics that really kind of marries up the tool and the battery. Um, without that that technology built into it, the the batteries are almost the batteries and tools are almost stupid. You know they don't they don't know how to govern themselves. They don't know how to regulate themselves. The better your electronics, the better the tool and the battery are able to communicate with each other. Um, you know, like you said, with, uh, you know, your lawnmower bogging down, it's the same thing can be said for, for a chainsaw that we have, you know, we have a battery, uh, powered chainsaw that can outperform, uh, a lot of the gas powered chainsaws that are out there today. Um, they don't have the same type of engine that a gas motor has, you know, with that M18 system, you can feel, um, if the tool senses that it's starting to bog down, if it goes through a tougher section of the wood, if it's dense, if it goes through a knot, if it's wet or things like that the tool can sense that it's bogging down and it automatically pulls more power out of the battery in an instantaneous reaction, basically, and it can power through some of those tougher applications. So the electronics piece is incredibly important as well. And that battery needs to know, you know what, how much power can it give the tool without damaging the tool? Um, especially looking back to our M18 system, it's the biggest system that we have. And it's one of our biggest things is we wanna make sure that you know, any, everything that we produce today works with everything that we produced, uh, you know, 10 years ago. So everything is compatible with each other. And that's one of the biggest things that, that we really stress. Um, you know, we want to make sure that our users are, are protected with the investment that they've made. So you can stick, you know, a compact battery under that chainsaw and sure you, it can work. I mean, you can cut twigs and things like that. Um, the battery knows which tool it's being used with and it understands how much power it can give it. The tool also understands how much power it can ask from the battery without, you know, without maxing out the battery, without damaging the battery. So obviously putting a bigger battery into the tool, you're going to get a better performance, but the, the batteries and the tools are smart enough to understand uh, what they're capable of, which is again, another huge component of, of how the system works uh, as a whole. Yeah. That was a big change from the, um, from the old NICAD systems, right? Cause there basically weren't, wasn't really any electronic control with those, was there? No, not really. They, we made, um, you know, a pretty fundamental shift in 2008 when we switched over our, our battery platforms. We frustrated a lot of users at the time, but we understood that we had to build basically a, a motherboard of electronics and all of the batteries and all of the tools going forward. Yeah. And we basically had to cut those off at a certain period of time to make sure that the right technology was in there to extend um, you know, the life of this, the entire system going forward. Yeah. In terms of, um, in terms of maintenance then, I mean, I mean, do you enter into this problem when you're using lithium equipment that if something goes wrong with those electronics or with those motherboards, you're you're kind of into a situation where the repair costs more than the tool? It, honestly, it really depends on the tool itself and and what type of um, you know damage has been caused them. Mm-hmm. Electronics typically don't really give out. Um, if anything is where to go, it might be a switch or something like that. But it's as simple as, you know, they're all made into one component. So if you bring them to a service center, they can just flip out the entire um, electronics package. 
um, and you're good to go. It's actually our, our techs do it so frequently that it's a very easy thing for them to do. So it's a very easy fix. Yeah. So it's not like your, it's not like your washing machine or something where the, if that board on the top goes, you're uh, pretty much, you can just go buy a new one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Mechanical fixes are significantly tougher than electronics um, yeah, yeah. Else, just because of the components involved. It's just plug and play for the most part. Good. Good. So the thing we've seen with you guys and your MX system and, and, and others all, all, all across the market, to be honest, um, are these, you know, this, this real jump forward in the power that you're able to generate out of these lithium systems and the, and the, and the, the applications that you're able to do breakers, compactors, even, and then you've got, uh, I think Takeuchi has an excavator uh, that's that's entirely uh, lithium powered. Um, there, I know uh, Toro has uh, Toro's uh, has a dingo uh, loader that is uh, uh, completely uh, powered. Uh, obviously, the uh, a lot of the lifts are are moving to that. What, what explains this? Uh, I believe I believe it's energy. I, I think it's density is is what I is what I hear. Um, what, what explains this, this ability now to power bigger and bigger equipment and, and do more and more with the lithium technology? So part of it has to do with the chemical composition of the cells. Um, and it's a matter of we've worked very closely with um, some of the world leaders in terms of um, lithium cell uh, manufacturers. Um, if you can imagine, I mean, we buy millions of cells from them every year and we build the batteries around them to, to account for as many different, um, you know, factors as we can. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, we work with them to ensure that we have the more or less the best composition of lithium that's out there. Um, and you can look at everything from, you know, a, a cell phone to um, computers to all those types of things. They, they all run off of lithium, but it's for us, it's a matter of maximizing that power and the runtime and finding a blend between the two. Um, when we were making our M18 batteries and our M12 for that matter, um, we have XC batteries and the exact same size of battery. They use the same size of cells called an 18650, which is a, a dimension of the cell essentially. Um, we have the same battery that is a 3 amp hour, 4 amp hour, 5 amp hour, and 6 amp hour. The only difference in those batteries is the cell that's built into those. Uh, now the electronics might be a little bit different, but for the most part, it's, it's just going to be the composition of the lithium within that cell. Um, in 2018, we made a jump to um, use a slightly larger cell. It's called a 21700. Um, so it's a little bit wider and it's a little bit longer. Um, so the cell itself is is bigger. Um, between those two, we did see some. Um, I don't know, some of our competitors go to a different cell, uh, a 2650. Um, we found that that size of cell, the, the characteristics are that it is absolutely horrible in cold weather. So by kind of holding off a little bit and waiting for the 21700, um, it does really, really well in cold weather, which is obviously uh, you know, incredibly important for us up here in Canada. Uh, but all these tools are developed down in, in Milwaukee. So it's, you know, they have a lot of the same weather that we do. So uh, cold weather is definitely front of mind. But as we made that shift to to the larger cell, not just cold weather, but um, you can actually get power out of that cell um, at a much more rapid pace. Um, I like to think of it like a dam. 
Um, you know, if the, if the 18650 has a smaller opening, you can't get as much power out of it as quickly. The 21700 has a larger opening. You can get more power out of it um, at, a, at a more rapid rate. Um, so not only can you get power out of it quicker, um, it doesn't heat up as fast, which means that you can drain that power um, at a rapid rate for a longer period of time without generating too much heat. Um, so really the same technology that's in our M18 high output batteries is what goes into our MX fuel batteries. Um, they're 21700 cells. Um, realistically, there's just more of them. Um, so by pairing them together um, in a series connection, you get a higher uh, voltage and you're able to power um, larger tools that command, you know, a higher draw and, and more power that goes into it. Again, the big thing too is, you know, as important as lithium is, it's the electronics piece that goes along with it. Um, you know, on our M18 battery, um, you know, we can power a, a full-size 12-inch miter saw. Um, some of our competitors need to go to a higher voltage in order to do that. Um, whether they're jumping up to 120 volts, we're doing it on 18. So it's, the voltage doesn't tell the entire story about, about the, the batteries and it's not just the batteries themselves as well. It's that elect electronics piece as well really helps to allow that, uh, that to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the uh, that's one of the interesting things about, uh, about the lithium technology generally, I've always noted was <clears throat> you seem to be able to do more with, um, with, with lower, lower voltage, lower amperage than, 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 you know, uh, uh, you had to have before it, it, it there, for, so, somehow the, somehow the power is, is some of the power in the battery is more efficiently converted to power in the end of the tool. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I guess, and like you say, that's, that's probably mostly a matter of the electronics. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a huge component. Um, yeah. you know, like I mentioned earlier about how, you know, your lawnmower bogs down, it's being able to get that power instantaneously, instantaneously, from the battery to the motor, that's that's where the communication comes in, and it makes it um, probably the most important element to the system, um, and and it's usually overlooked. I mean, the battery is one thing, the motor is you know another piece as well, but it's the communication that, and the electronics that brings everything together, um, which I think is is arguably the most important component of the system itself. It's just a matter. Is it just a matter of um, faster electronics, or I, I guess there's actually probably some math in there some algorithms right as far as how it's controlling the power output um yeah i mean I, the from a technical aspect you know i i can't get an, into the numbers about it exactly how it works because it's yeah i want you to give me the algorithm right beyond give, me. give me the give me the give me the formula we're gonna write it out here now i know yeah there we go <laughs> the cool notes on it i mean is the the battery is smart enough to understand that if the tool is going through an application that doesn't demand a lot of power, it runs efficiently. So by running as efficient as possible, it uses less power. It can last for a longer period of time. Right. If it runs into a, an application where it needs a, you know, a heck of a lot more power. It's going to, you know, discharge more power at a rapid rate and you're not going to get the same runtime, but you're going to go through some applications that are significantly more demanding than, than some of the other applications. And there, there definitely is always some trade off on, how fast that battery can put out power, like how, how much power you can actually draw and how long the battery is going to last, right? Like, I don't mean just in terms, okay, obviously if you're drawing more power, the battery's not going to last as long because you've used more power and there's X amount of power in the battery, right? right. But, there's, but there's also a trade-off right between 
what your peak power can be, like how fast it can get it out and, and, and how long that battery is going to be able to deliver power, even at a, even at a baseline level. Would that, would that be correct? Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases, the batteries are set up to, to just discharge really 18 volts of power. If you want to jump up to anything higher than that, then I think the battery needs to be configured, uh, you know, a different way. And it's, you know, jumping into it essentially a different system. Um, but yeah, the, the more power you discharge, the, the shorter the runtime for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, that's, that's obvious. It's just, there, there's a, yeah. I was thinking in terms of the battery design with the size, you were talking about the size of the cells and you were saying some of these, some of these larger cells, uh, uh, that people use, um, are, can, can, can actually, you know, maybe they, I think, I think what you said was maybe they can discharge faster, but they also just, they, they definitely won't last as long. Like even in terms of the total output of the power, I'm probably not saying that right. Anyways, it's, <laughs> there was, it, it, it just, it, it, it seems like there's a lot of considerations with it. It isn't just down to density and, and the amount of power that you actually have in the battery. There's, there's other considerations there. Right. You got to weigh the, the pros and cons of, of getting it out there as, as quickly as you can. Actually a, a pretty good comparison isn't necessarily discharging power. It's charging the batteries. Oh. You can manipulate your, your charger to essentially quick load a battery as fast as you can and you can dump a lot more power into it in a short period of time okay. um that actually damages the battery itself um so it's um that's that's where our electronics is built are built into the chargers as well um so we make sure that we don't charge the batteries any faster than we need to because that permanently damages the battery which is you know obviously not something that you want um one of the nice things too about about the uh the 21700 cells the larger cells not only are they able to discharge power a lot quicker, they're able to take a charge a lot faster as well. Um, mm. So, if, I mean, if you look at our largest um, battery on the M18 system, it can take a charge in about half an hour um, on a, off of our best charger. And if you look at uh, the MX fuel batteries, which are you know demonstrably bigger, you can charge an XC battery in an hour and a half, um, which is pretty wild compared, considering that it, you know you're powering breakers and cutoff saws. Um, and 30,000 lumen tower lights and things like that. Um, what influences the, the cold weather performance? What, what, what is, you mentioned, you mentioned, you, you know, you guys were looking at two different cells, um, two different cell designs and, you know, one might've been better than the other, but, but the cold weather performance was worse, uh, on, on, on another one. What what influences that? Why why is one cell better in the cold than another? I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I think it's just the composition of lithium, um, but I, I could be wrong. I I don't know specifically what causes um, you know one cell to be worse than the other. I just yeah. we didn't go with that one. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely run out faster in the cold. There's that's I mean it's true on your phone. It's true you know on anything that uses. Uh, that kind of battery technology, it definitely runs out faster. But um, I guess that they, they seem to have they seem to have solved it for at least at least down to I guess what you would call normally cold temperatures. Um, you know, it, it used to be you couldn't really take a lithium battery in the in anything that was you know even chilly. And uh, now now you're now you're good down to uh, you know I don't know what. Uh, I'm going to speak Canadian minus 10 or something like that. Before yeah. You really I mean, start to see a, 
So we've we've seen that a lot with uh, a lot of our users, and they they've uh, you know take whether it's you know implementing rules to take your batteries inside at the end of the day, you know don't leave them in your trucks, things like that. Um, our batteries, you know, like you mentioned, being Canadians, our batteries um, perform down to uh, minus eighteen degrees Celsius. Okay. Um, which is, I think, zero Fahrenheit. So it's, I think that's the benchmark that they kind of work towards. It's, the, it's a nice clean number for the U.S., but um, for us, it's about negative 18. Everything uh, uh, performs kind of up to par there, which is nice. Yeah, you don't... Oh, you you, you feel you guys are getting the same performance at minus 18? Uh, what? Up to, or I guess, down to minus 18, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty good. Um. Well, other things you mentioned, bringing the batteries inside if it's cold and, and, and not leaving them out there. Um, what, uh, what other things should um, users be cognizant of when they're, when they're trying to maintain this lithium equipment that might, might, be, might be different from, uh, from other, uh, other battery-powered stuff they've had in the past? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing from us is um, it's, it's part of it has to do with um, you know, any sort of corrosive materials. Um, that's going to be one of the biggest killers of, of batteries permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that can get, can get into the battery and disrupt the connections in the electronics, um, that's, that's really going to be the biggest killer. Um, so make sure that, uh, you know, any sort of, if you're working around salt water, um, working in, in mines, if that's an application that, that um, you know, might be relevant to you. Yeah. Um, those types of things th- that ends up being a, you know, a pretty harmful, uh, environment for batteries, but from a more common standpoint, uh, you know, make sure they're being charged in, in well ventilated, ventilated areas, uh, make sure they're not, you know, overheating and, you know, in a closet or in a, a storage case or, um, job box or something like that. That's, that's really one of the biggest things, um, using them in wet weather, um, it's not going to kill the battery, but it's also, you know, if you can avoid it at all possible, you know, that's, that's going to help as well. Obviously we understand that most of our, uh, users are, are, uh, in construction and working outdoors and things like that. So, um, it's kind of a necessary evil. Um, but if you can avoid it, that's great. Um, other than that, I mean, that's, there's really not too much that goes into, um, making sure that the batteries are, are being well protect, protected. Cool. Looking ahead to the future, Mike, what do you see down the road? What's uh, are we going to see battery powered dump trucks? Like, <laughs> where where's it where's it go from here? <laughs> I don't know if if that's the case, we might need to part, partner with uh, Tesla on that. Yeah, one. yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, from a from a light equipment space, you know, if we're talking MX, you know, we've got uh, six tools uh, coming out on the system kind of right now. So we've got uh, core drill, cutoff saw power light, power supply, drum machine. Um, so we've got six tools right now. If you look back to um, 2008, our M12 system had six tools then, and our M18 system had nine tools. Um, and now M12 has 100 different tools, and M18 has 200 tools. So if you look at where MX Fuel is going, um, you know we're more or less looking to take the system right now of, of six tools, um, and, and we're looking to really take over that, uh, that light equipment space. Yeah. When we started looking at the program, it's we started to look at you know just kind of new solutions and and what we could do um, with M eighteen. But when when we were on site, you know we spent ten thousand hours on site testing uh, and developing the MX fuel system. And what we really started to realize is um, you know safety requirements and things like that um, ended up 
really taking, uh, you know, the forefront uh, of a lot of the development that we had. Um, so getting rid of, uh, you know, no gas emissions, you know, you can use all these tools in a basement or in confined spaces and things like that. You know, that's, that's paramount for a lot of our users. Um, you don't have to worry about gas. You don't have to worry about, you know, the maintenance on, on some of the tools. You know, there's no spark plugs, there's no oil. You don't have to mix gas. Um, you don't need to have a, a certain permit for the amount of, of gas you can have in a crib, um, or can transport in your truck, um, that type of thing. So it's, um, that's, that's part of the big, uh, conversation that we had going, uh, really, um, wholeheartedly into the light equipment spaces, you know, how can we make the job easier for, for our users? So as we continue to look, um, kind of in that space, you know, we're really going to understand where does going cordless solve some of the biggest issues or the frustrations that a lot of our users have, um, today. So it's, you know, getting rid of cords, getting rid of hoses, getting rid of generators and things like that. Um, reducing noise on site, uh, emissions, all those types of things, you know, that's, that's really where we want to make the biggest difference. Um, so that's, that's really kind of, kind of how we're approaching this system as a whole. You know, there's, there's a few players in, in the light equipment space right now, and they make a few solutions. Um, but we're kind of taking the power tool approach to the light equipment space now. And we want to make, we want to try and get, uh, you know, as many different, uh, different tools and pieces of equipment on one battery system as we can, you know, that way, if you have you know more than one in, in your tool crib or on the back of your truck, um, you know, it's, it's one set of batteries you need to look at. Um, you know, that's, that really helps the user at the end of the day. What about job site charging? Have you guys got anything on that or looking at anything on that? Cause, um, I know, um, uh, you know, like for your phone, you can have a portable charger, right? And, and I, I've always thought, you know, we should have a, we should have a big battery. I mean, if you have a generator, you've got a generator. Uh, but, uh, if you had a, if you had some kind of a big battery pack, you could take out there that you could, uh, you could recharge on, on the site, uh, that, that would kind of extend the life of things. Is there, have you, have you guys looked at anything like that or is there anything like that coming out? Uh, we're constantly, constantly looking at, uh, at those types of things. Um, you know, as, as we were doing research for the, uh, the power supply, we realized that the number one corded tool on job sites nowadays are chargers. So kind of along the same line is, you know, if, if that's the number one tool that's being plugged in on a job site every day, um, you know, there's gotta be a better solution for it. So, um, you know, undoubtedly, we, as we continue to pump more and more batteries into the market, we we need to find a better solution to continue to make sure that they're charged. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, with some of our, our power tools, it's not as big of a concern because a lot of them last over the course of a day or a job, uh, you know, or to lunch or, or whatever it is. But as we start to get into some of the bigger tools with MX Fuel, um, you know, they take a significantly higher amount of power. So uh, being able to to replace some of that power that they've drained is, is going to be a pretty big concern for us. So it's definitely something that's, uh, that's top of mind and, and we're working towards it. Um, but in the short term, you know, nothing, nothing right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, I, I got a lot of great product development ideas for you, Mike. So, I mean, if you guys ever have questions, you know, just give me a call. Or... Yeah. Shoot them over. All, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why don't you just invent this? Um, no, they, they, uh, uh, as long as you, yeah, I mean that, that that's really. Would that be the would that be the 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 final, I guess, biggest hurdle to get it to to making 
cordless lithium technology sort of the power source of choice like i guess it can't go all the way up but i mean up to up to you know some of the heavier like the, the heaviest thing a light contractor would do um it's really that it's really that battery life and and the ability to immediately you know keep things charged and have things swapped out that's really the final barrier isn't it i mean that's that battery life question is the big one right yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that's, that's going to be the case. Um, we, we saw that for sure when it came to power tools and I think we've, we've finally reached a point where, um, runtime isn't the first question that we get from some of our users, you know, is, is it going to last? You know, that's, that typically has been our, our biggest pushback. Um, we're starting to see that, you know, obviously with, with MX fuel and the equipment system, uh, and the equipment industry rather. And, um, you know, that's definitely something that we're working towards. Um, and kind of in this, along the same line with our power tools, as we continue to, to develop batteries, you know, runtime has gotten better, power has gotten better. Um, so I think we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg right now, as far as um, you know, MX Fuel is concerned. And, and as we continue to develop batteries um, in that system, um, it's only going to get better. So it's you know, it's uh, it's something that we're going to continue to look at and continue to develop, um, and and really, it's going to get better from there. One thing I've always been curious about that I forgot to ask when you mentioned it earlier, why is there no drop-off in power when your lithium battery gets low compared to what uh, the old NICAD batteries would definitely just get weaker and weaker and weaker and finally die? Yeah. Um, I mean, NICAD, NICAD batteries, it obviously faded as, as your charge yeah. um, diminished out of the battery itself, but um, lithium ion has fade free power. It basically, it, it doesn't uh it doesn't drain i think that, that just has to do with uh the chemical composition and how it works it's it's basically it's it's always running at 100 percent or it's dead um so it's there's really no in between which is nice i don't know exactly what causes that to be perfectly honest with you but um but the battery itself does a, a tremendous job at running um basically full bore and can't until it can't anymore yeah, I mean that's what that's what my mower always. I mean, when it wasn't bogging down in heavy grass, that's what that was what amazed me about my mower was that it would there was there was no difference in the power output until and then it would just go and then it was done, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, using those old NICAD tools too, you could feel. Um, oh yeah, when oh, it was yeah. about to die. It's nice that you know almost all of our batteries have uh, a fuel gauge built in them, so you can with a push of the button understand. You know, do you have a full tank here, you have a half a tank or, you know, what are you working with? How much, how much runtime, how much in your lawn can you get cut in a period of time? So it's, yeah, it's, that's the, that's the great feature of the, of the electronics is, uh, is being able to monitor that. Um, I've, I've, I've always liked it. Okay, Mike. Well, listen, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today uh, on, on counter talks. I think that was a really, uh, a really informative uh, discussion. I've, 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 I've always found the battery, uh, technology fascinating and and you guys are doing great work over there at milwaukee so uh, i think you were the right person to uh, pick the brain on um thanks so much for joining us and uh have a great weekend thanks i appreciate it you as well thanks for joining us for counter talks you can find counter talks episodes online at canadianrentalservice.com or on the major podcasting services Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.